0: and welcome again to Authorise, the podcast where writers speak. I'm Kevin Hillier. Today, introducing to you someone who you know very, very well has been coming into our houses for many, many years now. A very much respected, trusted and loved journalist and television personality, Liz Hayes is my guest. Liz has written a book called I'm Liz Hayes, a memoir, and we'll talk to her about that in just a tick. A reminder about our fabulous podcast partners. Now, if you want to shore up your money, if you want to make sure that your money and your finances and your entire uh, portfolio is doing exactly what you want it to do, or as close to it as you can possibly get, uh, well, you need to talk to CSCG. They are great people. They have experts in all fields, and they'll be able to help you out. 9974 is their number, and you can jump on their website, cscg.com.au, and find find out uh, their services and the people you'll be dealing with and they are great people. Liz Hayes is someone we know very, very well and I was very happy that uh, she agreed to have a chat to me and authorised about her book, I'm Liz Hayes, a memoir. An easy book to write or a a difficult uh, time for you?
1: Uh, No, it wasn't a difficult time. Uh, The difficulty, I think, was just determining what went in, (laughs) what had to come out and And what had to go in, Um, and I think you know when you're, there were so many stories to tell um, because I'd done so many stories, I guess, and I have lived a reasonably long life uh, already, so I think the difficulty was striking the balance, making making it um, a very readable book.
0: I wanted it to be accessible,
1: but at the same time, you know, tell tell a bit about you know who I am and uh, what I've done.
0: Was it uh, was it a daily chore? Did you sit down every day and uh, and and do a bit on it, or was it something that? Uh, how did you go about the writing process?
1: Gosh, Kevin, if only I had the time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, because I have another job, uh, um, which um, took up you know every other moment of my life. I did find myself having to do spurts of writing. I felt quite blessed in that, I a I found I enjoyed writing. B, I could get into the zone reasonably well. Um, But there was a lot of research that I had to do, a lot of diaries I had to read. Um, I had to go back and look at some old, you know, my old stories and whatnot um, and just check, check, keep checking, you know. The fear, of course, is getting something wrong. And um, so I would, I would, it would not be unusual for me to See the sun come up as I'm tapping away. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes I was just lying on the couch with computer on my belly, <laughs> <laughs> and just you know uh, writing. Um, I was just trying to find time. Um, between other things, ultimately, which is not ideal. I would love to have written this book if it was all I had to do. Yeah.
0: Were well, there those moments where, and we all have them, when you go back to an old photo, uh, sort of, uh, you know, a lot of photos and you have a look at them and you, and you start to relive those memories? Did you get lost in some of those moments and there uh, happy and, and sad times in both of those sort of experiences?
1: Yes, look, uh, particularly uh, family, uh, that's really, and, you know, from the farm and places um, that we had uh, together or times we had together. So, yes, of course, that's um, that's always um, had profound memories. And then even when I was looking at stories, I would very much be visually taken back to moments in time and... Uh, and then I'd have to uh, – I would marry that up with my diaries and stuff like that. But it was – yeah, it was. It's a—it's um, like they're flashbacks, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Uh, are you're a meticulous diary keeper. Did you, did you write a, uh, you know, like a daily journal or, or you're not one of those people?
1: I kept diaries um, and I wondered why I even hung on to them because, you know, as every year went by, I couldn't seem to throw them out. But what those diaries did uh, had a bit of everything in them. Not only did they tell me, you know, where I had to be, what flight I had to catch, what I needed to pack, where I was going, who I was speaking to, but also there were some asides in there, uh, which I found um, interesting. I clearly felt the need to express myself occasionally, um, but not daily, um, particularly after um, something grueling, something difficult, um, you know, in Pakistan. I found myself it, Better for having time to just write some words about how I was feeling. The number of times I had to go there and just, in, I guess, experience some of the terrible hardships that my fellow human beings were going through.
0: Yeah, so much of your life has been so public. Uh, it's the, it's I guess it's the early days, the 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 country girl, and and that early part of your career that many of us don't know a lot about and we're finding out a lot about it uh, through, through the book. Did you have a line where you went, there's some things I won't talk about or did you, did you become an open book, so to speak?
1: No, I had um, – uh, my brief was really it was a book about my career. Um, but, of course, I had to um, – I, I understood that, you know, to make it a, a book that might be <laughs> enjoyable – People need to know a bit, a bit more about me, where I came from, what kind of upbringing I had, what were the things that informed me as I grew up, uh, the people, the places, the experiences. But I didn't. Um, I made it very clear that this is not a tell-all book. I, that was not my intention. Um, there were, uh, there were stories that were not my stories to tell. If you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of things, and I have. Experienced a lot of things, but not all of them were appropriate for me to be the one to be telling them. And of course, there are some things that I did feel were, um, you know, I'm a bit protective in some areas of people uh, around me. You know, so I, and I didn't think that the book was uh, lacking because of that. You know, I don't feel like I, I had um, let anybody down. You know, I feel like I gave. A, a reasonable pricey of me and um, and an insight to me that i felt comfortable with
0: Yep. yep and uh, i mean uh, very respectful of your of your family's feelings and 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 that in 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 all of this as well I, I assume
1: yes no i think i think when you write these books you can go and people do and I appreciate that they do um, I, if, if i had signed up to do a tell-all, that would be a vastly different yeah. um, experience. But I hadn't signed up for that. I'd signed up to do a book on my career, really, a memoir of my career. It's really interesting the difference between an autobiography and a memoir. A memoir, you know, as you know, can pick up any moment really in in your life. But I um, I I signed up for uh, really a book that t- sort of took uh, a. A bit of a walk through, or oh, a, a reasonable walk through, my career and my experiences, but with the knowledge that you had to, you had to get to know me in the process. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I am respectful, and always will be respectful of uh, my fellow human beings. <laughs> um, and as I said, some stories are not mine to tell; uh, others, though, were, and I felt it, it was what I felt comfortable and appropriate.
0: Yeah. Is that, a, is that a journalistic creed that uh, is is slowly diminishing in in today's world that, that kind of value set that you have about the what you do with your job and what you do with uh, you know the power that you have?
1: Uh, I think so. <laughs> I've always been cognizant of the impact of what we do on other people. I, and I've often had conversations with people that I'm going to interview or we're going to tell their story where I've said to them, please understand, you know, what this does mean. Um, I don't actively talk people out of doing stuff, but what I do like them to know is that, you know, this is going to be hard and um, there are going to be people who are going to be judgmental and, um, and I'd, I prefer to be like that than for, for any of my you know, people to come back and say, well, you know, I would never have done that if I'd known. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah. I'd hate any of – I mean, obviously, the crooks of the world, I don't mind bailing them up. <laughs> yeah. There are loads of – and there are lots of people who are ready to tell their story. They've already, you know, you know already experienced the worst of a story and they, they're they ready to tell their side or whatever. So. It's it, you make decisions about that, but I do think that I do think what's in the public interest. I think is my guiding light. Yeah. Really, what is in the public interest? And uh, I know we're we're in a world of where we love scandal and gossip and all that sort of stuff, but um, I'm not sure at whose expense.
0: Yeah, no, very good point, and not 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 a question that a lot of people involved in the industry these days ask themselves when they're doing these things. I think.
1: Well, I think that comes to a bit down to a bit of leadership as well. I agree. I'd like to think that there would be um, editors and executive producers who would say, "Well, is you know really is is that uh, essential? Is that what we need to know? Or you know how what is the impact of that?" Um, And sometimes, you know, some of the stories are so sensitive, you have to be cognizant of the impact on someone. We have those conversations about psychologically, what what could that mean for a person? I think that's really important.
0: Did it give you a, a nice sense of pride in, in what you've achieved? Uh, you know, I mean, your first job in television was not in front of the camera, it was in publicity, uh, but now <laughs> uh, are you, are you, do you look back on, on the, you know, the five decades of work in the industry w- with a, a real pride, with a real sense of yeah. achievement?
1: Yes. If I came away with something, it was, oh, my goodness, I hadn't – you know, you don't, I don't think you sit down and add it up uh, until you have to kind of write a book like this where you do go, okay, no, I, I forgot. I, I had done that. <laughs> so I I did feel enormously proud that I had hung in there at, well, at times when it wasn't so easy, that I had um, not um, acquiesced, you know, uh, that I had, you know... Um, fought the good fight on occasions. Uh, but I you know I think about you know, those first days at the Manning River Times, my local newspaper to where even I am today and I would never have I could never have predicted that and I would not even in my wildest dreams seen it. And I guess that was one of the lovely things about just recounting my career is you know looking over well where did it take me what did I learn and who I became as a result of my experiences in my career, I think that that that's really what made me go. Okay, I'm I am a much better person <laughs> for having been exposed to so much and so many places, so many people, and so many experiences.
0: But you're the person that is a result of uh, of your upbringing and your parents. I mean, the the story about your dad and his passing is 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 very very heartfelt, obviously, and and a story I'm sure that still still gets to you to to this very day.
1: Oh, look, you know, it's absolutely. I think um, I suffered a little PTSD on that front for a while because, and even you know, I found myself at a um, uh, a book speaking engagement and I was asked and I, I found myself choking up and I thought where did I come from but it was it just will crack you every now and again and it is a heartfelt very personal story um, and I, I think it's because um, you know I take I can I, I'm back in that emergency room I'm back looking at my dad I'm back looking my dad's looking back at me you know it's all that stuff and it's 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 it, it is um, it is painful. It still it still hangs around, and I'm a bit better with it. But sometimes it catches me out.
0: Yeah. And when you look back on on what you've achieved and what you've done, the, the the highlights are probably not going to be the the Hugh Grant interview or the Mariah Carey no. interview. The, the highlights are going to be you know the the the, the family moments and the, and the the things that you've, you've achieved for other people.
1: Well, the highlights, yes, the highlights for me are. Um, those wonderful people, uh, who allowed me in and, um, in, in their most vulnerable moments, um, told me their story and having recognized, having done it myself now, um, I, I even appreciated even more, um, what that means. It is, it is trusting, it is putting yourself out there and, and um, they are important moments for me because, uh. I feel like I, I went there with the best of intentions and um, achieved some things. So I was, they are the highlights for me. Um, I mean, of course, I'm. You know, who doesn't want to sit down with the king and queen of Jordan? <laughs> who doesn't? You know, who doesn't want to have um, those extraordinary moments um, and and you know, fly by the set of your pants moments, frightening moments even. But it, because when you survive them, it's they seem. Even more extraordinary, but um, I, I truly won't forget crash landing in a controlled way on an aircraft carrier. I won't forget that. Yeah. But but ultimately, it is the people and um, the importance of um, uh, telling good stories and important stories. And you know, I still think journalism has such an important role to
0: play in all our lives. It's changed a lot, though, hasn't it? The definition of journalism.
1: Oh yes, well everybody can be a journalist now. Correct. Uh, anybody who, anybody's got an iPhone can be a, you know, a, a you know, on camera reporter. Yeah, but um, but um, uh, yes, that's just a fact. Uh, things have changed, and and what we value uh, has changed, and, and it will be according to the demographic, I guess. Um, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, there was a big sigh in there, and I didn't,
0: <laughs> mean, didn't
1: mean to give you a great big sigh. I'm, I haven't. I, I occasionally am disheartened by what we hang on to and what we find important. When really is it? But then there are all these other moments when you go, "Thank God for great journalists and great storytellers to remind us of what is important and what is important. That's what is important. It's probably bigger." than anything.
0: Yeah. Is the cut and thrust of that still still the attraction for you? I mean, even even in the the projects that you're doing today with 60 Minutes and with Under Investigation?
1: Uh, the cut and thrust, I think uh, it's not quite uh, the same. I mean, without doubt, you, I still want to tell great, great stories. I still want to be, you know, um, able to... Be the one to get that story. There's no doubt that there's always that, but um, I see it uh, as a progression, of course, you know you have to um see your role as uh, it should be, that, is, that a, there are new generations of journalists coming through and um and their time should come as well. and you know, but but having said that, uh, you know, I never underestimate experience now that I've got a fair bit of it <laughs> and I can see now how important that is,
0: yeah. You've broken down a lot of barriers without being, uh, you know, the placard-carrying sort of uh, leader of the gang. But, I mean, in terms of uh, the way you fought for your own wage, the way you fought for to be an equal partner on air rather than just the sidekick and all those things. I mean, uh, there are, there are uh, women in the industry now benefiting from, from what you did. Uh, you're proud of that as well? you
1: should be. Uh, Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, I didn't do it for that purpose. I just did it because instinctively it uh, was wrong and needed to be fixed uh, at the time. And um, what I am pleased about is that, okay, I felt like I was a bit of a token woman when I first entered the television fray in particular. Um, But uh, I'd like to think that in that process, We we overcame that, and and as women, we're able to show that we're very much equal partners. But yes, there is you know that that judgment is still there. That judgment of and look, I get it in in the world of visual mediums. uh, When we look at something, we do make these very quick calculations in our head about what we're seeing. But I'd like to think that we've stopped we would soon stop assessing how a woman looks as opposed to how a man looks. Those sort of things are still around. But um, yes, I'm, I'm pleased that, you know, sometimes, sometimes I was the only one speaking up and I was a female in a heavily dominated male office. And I'd look around and there was no one there. Where were my, where were were my pals? (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but that was okay. I just thought, okay, well, they don't feel like they can. Whereas I, Felt like I could, and so I did. I would speak up.
0: Yeah, is why not? I am proud of that. You should be. Is why not still sort of your your personal mantra? Yes, it is. Why not? Absolutely. Um, You
1: know, I I think I was raised with a um, a voice that was telling me, and so many other women, uh, particularly women, I guess is what I'm saying, and and kids in the country, even you know, um, no, that's you know, that's probably, you're probably not going to be able to do that um, because of where you come from or how you're perceived and your gender. But now, uh, and my mother did that to me. She was the secret agent. She was, she was the one that you just, you can. And I, whilst you weren't allowed to necessarily, you know, get above your station, <laughs> you, you were encouraged, my mother would encourage me to say, yeah, give it a go. Come on, why not? And it has stuck with me,
0: yes. If the New South Forestry uh, Commission's job as a clerk had been more interesting, would we have Liz Hayes the television star of today?
1: <laughs> uh, that, no, that was never going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only because
1: I had no idea what I was doing there. It was like, what are these receipts? Where do they go? I have no idea. I was <laughs> bored. God loved them. <laughs> and they were really good people. But, um, uh, yeah, know, I, I knew that was not my... Place that was not my tribe, and it, they're good people, by the way. I mean, the Forestry Commission people are—you know—they played a big role and still do. But I, yeah, me and the in the clerk's office wasn't a good—you know—it wasn't a marriage made in heaven.
0: There's a there's a calling, uh, and uh, certainly journalism is your calling, isn't
1: it? I think so. I didn't, I, I didn't even know it, yeah. but it was. I think it snuck in um, as I was, you know cross-legged watching the, the the little television that dad had won for us. Um, it's, you know, listening because my dad was a big news man. He li- he had to hear the news um, more than anybody in the family. He was always, I'd like, he wanted to know what was going on. So we all had to listen. And it kind of occurred to you that, you know, slowly but surely news was important. So, yeah.
0: Liz, <laughs> a, a terrific read, a fascinating read. Uh, uh, the... the- the opportunity you had to go back and have a look at some of the some of the interviews you'd done. We all look back at some of the work we've done and cringe a little. Did you did you get more satisfaction out of looking back on all those interviews than than you thought you would?
1: Yes, sometimes I yes, sometimes I found myself uh, laughing at me, yeah. um, and yeah. some uh, the cringing was you know there's a of course there's always I'm so self critical it's terrible um, I am quite self-critical and you do spend a lot of time going oh god I should have done that better I, but but I also was able to just take it for what it was and who I was at the time and and I did enjoy it there was some it it really told me what a wonderful journalistic career I have had
0: and uh, congratulations on it and congratulations on the book and uh, at the uh, you know the very tender young age of 67 keep on going Yes, it is a tender age, isn't it? It is. It, I, <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm about four weeks older than you, so I, I know it well. Oh, it's a good
1: number then. Yeah, it yes. Is. No. Look, I'm 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 happy, uh, and I'm and I'm happy to keep you know keep doing it. Um, but I I I, I know one day it has to stop. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I'm enjoying it for the minute, and I'm curious enough. And if somebody's happy to have me uh, still there, um, then I'm
0: I'm on board. Yeah. Delighted to have a chat to you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Kevin. My
0: well, thanks to Liz and look forward to seeing uh, her on the television for many, many years to come. I'm Liz Hayes, a memoir. It's out and about now through uh, HarperCollins. Uh, and, of course, Plenty of other great authors I've spoken to on this program, available on a podcast near you. So where you found this one you'll find many, many others and uh, some beauties in there as well. And some great ones to come including William McGuinness and Lisa Miller in coming episodes of Authorised. And uh, that of course is thanks to our very good friends at CSCG. They are the people to talk to when it comes to money, when it comes to insurance, when it comes to superannuation, all those fields that sometimes boggle our minds well, they don't boggle theirs. Double nine seven four eight triple three is the number cscg.com.au. Until the next time, read a book. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be uh, a good experience for you. And I'll talk to you next time unauthorised.